Perhaps it's something basic to the nature of late-night talk shows or the topics I'm invited to discuss on radio, space, and the future, but there are certain evenings, often when the moon is full, that bring the UFO zealots out in swarms. Collectively and individually, they mob the phone banks, converging to defend the faith and repulse the big, bad, doubter scientist. We have refined self-righteousness to a high art, cherishing the romantic image of smart outsiders against the establishment. New Age types see themselves as brave truth-seekers opposed by a rigid technological priesthood. No matter that this priesthood is dedicated to self-criticism and to sharing whatever they learn, science represents this era's establishment and is therefore automatically suspect. Later I'll put forward why this ties in with the theme of otherness. UFO cultism is a prime example of magical thinking, in which what's true is far less important than what ought to be. You cannot defeat such a worldview the way you would a flawed technical theory. Philip Klass of Aviation Week magazine has learned this the hard way. After worthy labor for many years, debunking UFO tales one by one, Dr. Klass has found truth in the adage, you can't prove a negative statement. In other words, while UFO proponents have failed ever to confirm even a single case of purported alien visitation, all it would take is one exception to make all of the disproved cases moot. Debunkers can never eliminate the enthusiast's glittering hope that next time all will become clear. No compilation of experiments can demonstrate conclusively that E.T. visitors have never or are not now visiting the Earth. Anyway... Who wants to make such a claim? Not readers of this collection, certainly. Far from stodgy defenders of some status quo, most of you probably think yourselves quite daring types, on the cutting edge, ready for whatever's new. In other words, just the sort who ought to be picked to make contact with visitors from space if such an event really happened. We and UFO aficionados share a common love of wonder and the possibilities of a vast cosmos. The difference is that we have no magical yearning for mysteries to remain mysterious. Rather, they are puzzles meant to be solved. If alien visitors really are swooping down on us, doing all the sorts of things they are said to, our natural question is, why? Why kidnap people? Why rattle houses and twirl wheat fields? Why stick needles in people's brains? And most important of all, even supposing extraterrestrials had their own weird reason for doing such things, why should we put up with it? Take my word. Cultists, who are ready to face down even the most determined examination of their evidence, their photos and eyewitness accounts, wilt under direct assault on alleged UFO behavior. In simple fact, that behavior is indefensible. It is the kind of activity you'd expect from meddlesome lunatics, not mature guests visiting our star system. I don't care how much smarter they are supposed to be or how much more spiritually elevated. A high IQ vandal in my home is still a vandal. Worse yet, these supposed visitors are refusing to make contact at a time when confirmation of their mere existence might shake us out of our short-sighted self-involvement provoking us to spend more on the future, on children and science, than on bombs and beer. Defenders of so-called space visitors
complete possible explanations, they are afraid of us, or we're not ready for contact. But these excuses sound whiny and weak under close scrutiny. Like the captain of the starship in the excellent but misunderstood movie E.T., who abandons a crewmate when threatened with flashlights. These extraterrestrials sound more and more like selfish cowards, not at all like the sort of non-earthly softens we dream of meeting someday. Which brings me to those eyes. The story evolved partly from my own talk show experiences with E.T. cultists and partly from a friend's interesting observation.